Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's safety talk. My name is Renee and we're going to talk about machine guarding today. And like I said, we're going to talk about some topics that maybe don't apply exactly to your industry, but there's a bunch of things I want you to think about and different things in your everyday life. So machine guarding started because we used to have this happening on a regular. So, you know, each of these topics we talk about could easily be a 60 minute presentation. We just barely brushed the surface of hazardous communication and bloodborne pathogens today. Machine guarding is the same way. So we're just going to get into the basics of some things to think about. So just like Matt said, there is the standard for it. So 1910 subpart O, there's a whole subpart for machine guarding. Um, there's a bunch of different sections. So 1910 to 11 is the definitions. And the website, if you haven't been on OSHA's website in the last, I don't know when they did it, a year or so ago, they've revamped the way that their wording is on the page. It didn't change the wording, but it looks a whole lot easier to read. They've like indented and highlighted and they like, welcome to the 21st century. So if you haven't been on the OSHA webpage, it's, it's actually worth going to check out. They've done a lot of good stuff. So there's a bunch of different uh, specifics on there, all under that 1910, 211, 212, 13, 14. So machine guarding in general is any moving part of a machine. That includes the functions and processes that could end up hurting anybody. So you have to think about things more than just a machine. Like you think about manufacturing big presses or robots or things like that, but there's a lot more things that we're gonna go over. So as a rule of thumb, if you could get hurt by something, you should probably look at guarding it. There's temperatures, chemicals, all sorts of different things that we can look at. And there's some basic things that it could be, either a fixed guard, so maybe you're thinking about the kind that you bolt on and you have to use special tools to get the the fixed guard off. There's also interlocked things. So these are gonna be like a mechanical or electrical switches where with this has to be met in order to be able to unplug this or get something undone. So those can be tied into PLCs if you're using the right relays, that kind of stuff. Um, They can be adjustable. So I know that there's some machinery, drill presses and things that that you adjust the guard down, adjust them back up, and self-adjustable. So those are going to be like the telescoping type of of guards where they move up and down as you're moving your workpiece around. So there's different kinds of guards and they all need to be in good working condition. So like I said before, I know you're thinking, well, maybe my company already has machine guards. I don't really need to pay attention to this, but I want you to think instead, think about, okay, if I don't have machines, what could we be looking at in our company, in our business, in our office? You don't think about machine guarding in an office, but there are some things there that you could have to machine guard. These are the things that we typically think of. Anything that's a nip point. So the nip point is the point where it goes into the roller. That's where you could get sucked into something, your clothes, your hair, something can get pulled into there. Anything that's rotating. And the big thing that we kind of think about with that is anything that's sticking out. So right here, we've got these bolt heads that are sticking out. When those are spinning around, you can't necessarily see them. You go to put your hand on there and you're going to get hit by those. Up here at the top, there's a keyway. There's a, a set screw in there. This one's nice, it's got spokes on it. Somebody goes over there and and goes to do something, you get your finger stuck in there, it's gonna wrap your hand around that pretty quick. So if you made those things solid, you know, so those are some different things you could do to, to put some simple machine guarding on there. Cutting is usually what people think of. When they think of machine guarding, you're thinking of saws and blades, that's great. Think of those things because they're definitely a good danger thing to, uh, to make sure we're guarding. But there's other things. So 
in this picture, um, I pointed out these two things because I have personal uh, experience with some of these. First one, the lawnmower mat that was just up here from Delta Systems. That's one of the things that they make as a switch for the seat. You know that thing that when you buy a new mower, you go under and you take the darn switch out because every time you, you get up to do something, it shuts off the mower? Yeah, don't do that, first of all. But there's people mowing the grass at your property. Did they do that? Are we sure they didn't? There's a bunch of different safety sensors on that machine. There's all sorts of stuff that's being used to cut the grass. And if you guys are doing it internally, make sure that your people didn't go in and, and disconnect those things. I'm sure Delta Systems would be happy to sell you another one, or I don't know if they sell direct, but uh, they'd be happy to put those back on there. Um, and then this poor woman who's got her hair all wrapped around a drill press. There was a student about five years ago right here at Kent. She was in a, a machine shop class. And uh, I'm, I'm very certain that they told her she had to wear her hair back in a ponytail. I'm positive that they went through all the safety things. And somewhere in the middle of the semester, she was working on a project and wasn't being watched that very second. And the hair from the top of her head, right about here, somehow got caught into the lathe that she was working on. And she said it felt like one of her friends was screwing around and pushing on her head as the lathe is spinning right in front of her. And what did it do? It ripped out all that hair right there on the top of her head. She's super lucky that it didn't like do more damage. But you know, now you've got a teenage girl who's got a bald spot the size of, you know, I don't know, the palm of your hand on the top of her head. And of course that hair grew in. And you can imagine it grew in straight up, you know. Uh, so she's super lucky that she didn't get any more hurt. But, you know, those things, those things can happen. You have people with long hair now. Guys can wear long hair. Who cares? You know, clothing can get wrapped into those things. So make sure we're talking about machine guarding for more than just those dangerous machines. We're talking about it in our schools and that stuff, too. If your business or office or anything has a machine shop, I guarantee you need to go in and take a look at all their guarding. I love maintenance. That's where I work. Um, I'm, in, I'm in with the maintenance guys all day, every day. And I know that they love to find ways, creative ways to bypass guards if they can. They wanna make their job easier and faster and that's great, but they're gonna bypass guards. So if you have that anywhere in your building, go take a look at their guard. Some other things, I know we have a couple of, of restaurants in here, anything meat slicers. My husband and I have a, a running bet that any food cooking show, if somebody pulls out that mandolin and they start slicing something, somebody's gonna lose a finger because, oh man, they always do. Heating, you know, we talked about different things that you might have to machine guard. So it's more than just a machine, right? So there's uh, guarding over heat lamps. You might need to put a metal cage over those so nobody gets up there and bumps those things. Mixers, this guy's poor shirt's gonna get sucked in there. By the way, if you go online and just Google like bad machine guarding or videos for bad machine guarding, you get all sorts of great resources to share. I thought maybe would not be appropriate. I, evidently, though, we could have vomit and poop. <laughs> so maybe that was okay. But So a little joke. And here we have the, here we slice the potatoes before freezing them. And he says, hey, don't get too close. Those blades are sharp. And then seconds later, curly fries were invented at Arby's. Do you get it? Do you see who they are now? Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. So if you have a school or an office, your, your office, that building is probably being heated somewhere. Are the boilers guarded? Are they, are they putting off steam in places they shouldn't be? If we have schools, like I said, we've got the lathe all the time. Kids are, you know, they're creative and inventive and super smart. And I love to have their energy, but they can do things and kind of be dumb if we don't teach them and watch them all the time. And there's now new technology, 3D printing, all this kind of stuff, this automation is coming to these children. They're so young. 
when they're learning this stuff, this is all stuff we need to be guarding. Oh, and fans. You know, as a kid, one of my favorite things to do was take my hair and stick it in the fan. I don't know why. I grew up on a farm. We was before cell phones and DVDs and I don't know, we didn't have all that stuff. So we used to like talk into the fan, make it sound funny and stick my hair in there. And I, I got a box fan stuck to my head one time. Yeah, it didn't pull hair out, but oh man, we had to take that whole thing apart. So make sure it's guarded. <laughs> There's also like, you know, paper, paper collators and, and three hole punches and blades that cut all sorts of office stuff. A lot of times in offices, we keep stuff for a long time. Maybe the guards are missing. Make sure we're keeping those things safe. Those are your office people. You don't want somebody trying to reach into a shredder and pull out that paper because it was too much and they're reaching in there into the blades if those guards aren't there. So those are the things to take a look at in offices. Assembly is becoming more and more prevalent in the industry. I mean, you guys know we're all trying to hire more and more people and it's just difficult. We're trying to hire good, talented workers and we're having a harder and harder time. So we're going to things like automation uh, in places maybe we wouldn't have considered that before. So that is important to make sure we're guarding. And then the robots, you know, uh, this is a big guard around a whole cell. Have you seen the ones now? They're, they're uh, collaborative robots. They work right next to you. And you can actually, they, they measured the force to them. They can actually bump you, but they don't bump you with a force greater than what your, there's a, like a tolerance on bumping, I guess. But you can actually work, be working right next to these robots. I mean, they're, they're showing them in um, all the trade shows all the time. They're going to be coming. If you guys are using any kind of automation or robots, you're probably going to be taking down those barriers real soon and be working right next to them. Okay, so when we talk about guarding, we talk about guarding all the sides of it. So just a silly little video. Like I said, if you go online, you can find stuff. So if you know, I love Elmo because he does a lot of good educational things for children. And if you've heard my fire and, and evacuation speech, you hear... Elmo says, get low and go. Now we're going to have, I don't know, three minutes. We can all spare three minutes. Uh, three minutes to listen to Elmo talk about machine guarding on over, under, around, and through. I'm sorry, Grover. Thank you. I'm glad. Grover says, oh, Elmo's the red one on get low and go. Thanks. I don't have kids. All right. So that's three minutes. Uh, there you go. There's a, a little video. It's silly. I get it. But sometimes it makes your employees think about that. So when they're looking at machine guarding and they're thinking about it, like, okay, maybe uh, Grover, thanks for that correction, uh, is going to come to mind and they're going to think like, oh, you know what? I can get under that guard or over it. Or if I'm really tall because there's taller people, then, then maybe just somebody else could reach inside of there. Um, so just those are the things we're going to look at as far as machine guarding. Make, you, make sure you get it from all angles. Welcome to another one of life's brick walls standing squarely in your face. Please select from the following options. And there's over is little wings, under is a shovel, around is the boots, and through is a big sledgehammer. Post those things, you know, give your employees something to think about. Okay, so now that we have guards in place, we have to keep them there and in good condition. If you have a machine guarding procedure or policy in place and you have machines and they're already guarded, have you looked at them lately? Sometimes you'll find that they have like some of the screws missing so that all they have to do is pop one more screw out and they can take the guard off. My internship was a, a hydraulics company and we went down to a place that was making belts, rubber belts, and they were putting uh, ingots of rubber inside of the machine and it would come down and it would press the rubber and it would come up and make like what would look like a top hat. You know, the rubber kind of oozes out over the top and fills in the bottom. So it looks like an upside down top hat. And there were safeties on there that were thermal and the employees figured out that they could go faster and bypass that two hand switch 
if they put their cold can of Diet Coke in front of that thermal sensor, and then it wouldn't see that problem, and they could just keep going. And they, they could throw it in, get in there, and like bypass that safety. So yeah, the, you know, they couldn't figure out why they were about to have um, some issues. Those are things to look at and observe what they're actually doing. Did they take those interconnections that we were talking about? I had one at my plant. We used a cable to connect, you know, the safety. So it had to be pulled all the way down and pushed in. Well, they cut that cord. And so they could then just move the guard up and the little piece stayed down inside of that, that connection. So those are all the things that we need to make sure that we're sustaining our really good machine guarding that we have in place. Now that you know that guards have to be in place and you know that you need to go look at them, make sure you go, knowing is half the battle. Do we get that? So make sure you're going back and checking that stuff. Are there any questions about any of the topics today? We've got Matt here to answer questions and Shelly and Brenda are here and, and I'm here. We're also gonna have some resources for the website. We're gonna get you all the links, the ones that Matt showed on there. We'll put those links right up there for machine guarding and make sure we have all that stuff. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming this month, and we'll see you again next month or uh, at the Ohio Safety Congress. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.